This week on the Last Week of Wrestling podcast, does LA Knight have its full potential to be a star after Roman Reigns' match at Crown Jewel? Is MJF and Jay White the only highlight of AEW's full gear? And plus, Willie, do you have what it takes to be a wrestling superstar? A whole bunch of this and more is coming this week on Last Week in Wrestling Podcast. How will I sit up in the nosebleeds? How will I stop until they know me? I want you all to listen closely before I motherfucking proceed. Yeah, when you're grinding on the road, team. And they're complacent with their low teams. A new intro, so hopefully that was all right. That was my first take on it. Nah, so nah, pray, pray to God that was okay. But yeah. nonetheless, what is going on, everybody? Hanging out with me, of course, on TikTok as well as over here on YouTube. What's going on, Willie? Because this is the last week of wrestling podcast. Your home where you used to be every single week with me in the beginning. My guy, my yeah. right-hand man who... Did bigger and better things now. Is doing awesome things in school and a whole bunch of cool things with his job. Now is back home. That is why the title of this episode is The Boys Are Back in Town. Because this man right here to my right, my guest, of course, is the guy that was with me throughout it all. Literally throughout it all. He had me on his podcast from the beginning. Literally from when we started out on a different YouTube company many, 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 many months prior. And then just kept hanging with me throughout all of the rough rough ups and downs and all the twists and turns, the watch-alongs, the predictions, and a whole lot of other crazy things. Saw the growth of the Last Week in Wrestling podcast. So, Willie, how are you, man? Welcome back to the podcasting space. You were here with us last night for the watch-along for AEW Collision, which was a treat. But now you're here for the podcast portion, and I'm so happy to have you, buddy. What's going on? I feel like I'm John Cena with this recent fucking full-time run. It's just like, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm here one day, I'm here another, and it's just like all that shit after like fucking many months of not fucking being here. But right. um, I'm glad to be back. Uh, I've honestly missed this, and I've felt bad for fucking months being like, fuck, I can't do this and all that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like wrestling has gotten a lot more crazier uh since i've last really been here full time yes um but yeah i know uh the fact that i'm here the fact that i'm chatting with you again um and you know the fact that i'm here on this channel again is just surreal um so thank you for allowing me on well i wouldn't say last minute but you know what i mean last minute but honestly it was it was a nice switch up of guests i uh you know unfortunately we had someone they couldn't unfortunately make it due to other circumstances. No big deal. That person will be coming in November, later on in November after Thanksgiving for a podcast episode. But nonetheless, we got you, my guy, because yes, this sir. is an amazing throwback episode right here. Of course, like I said to you prior, I, I owe it to you for letting me keep going and making me stay true and honest to what I've been doing each and every week. You have been an absolute muse for me to keep creating and keep making a very big impact that I feel I am making in this wrestling content space each and every week. Of course, you and I have had crazy podcast episodes in the beginning on your channel, on mine. We had birthday bash celebrations. We've had watch-alongs that stayed five, six, even seven hours long. We've had intros and comings of promotions and promos. We've done it all in this little podcast space. And I'm so grateful and so happy to have you back here. So that is your flowers, buddy. Absolutely enjoy them. Smell the roses. But don't stay too long because, of course, we have a lot of topics to talk about, man. We got a lot of things from WWE to even AEW that is happening. We got a bunch of pay-per-views coming up. So we need to get right into it, which, of course, like I said in the beginning of this show, Roman Reigns, LA Knights, It's Official, Crown Jewel, the WWE Undisputed Championship, will be defended at Crown Jewel November 4th. And this might be a bad move for LA Knight. What are your thoughts on the potential that even if LA Knight loses, that star power that he's been showcasing could take a big hit? I mean, I do 
in a way agree because we've seen numerous instances in this Roman Reigns run where his challenger has a boost of momentum and then they just fall flat. Like right. Sa- Sami Zayn is a good example. Leading into WrestleMania, Sami Zayn was so over and getting all the big reactions. And then he loses to Roman Reigns and goes in this Judgment Day mid-card vortex. Or should I say main event vortex? It, it's it's insane. Um, so LA Knight is super red hot. And the problem with LA Knight, unfortunately, is that for most of this year, he's been facing mid-carders and also losing. Let's let's be frank. He's even been losing to mid-carders in the beginning of this year. Yes, he is red hot. Yes, he is over. But it I don't know because if he loses to Roman Reigns, this run is over before it even begins. And what does he do from here? Like I keep seeing a bunch of theories that like he's going to, you know, um beat Logan Paul for the United States Championship or something like that. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think it does more harm than good. I, you know, I also agree with that too because as much as many people believe that LA Knight is on that trajectory of being an undisputed champion and representing that SmackDown brand to its fullest potential and probably being an actual defending regular appearance on SmackDown each and every week than these long hiatus vacations that Roman Reigns has taken upon himself to do whenever he damn near pleases, of course, and just shows up whenever he wants and defends it whenever he wants to whoever he wants and makes this big impact and all these big things. But nonetheless, with that LA Knight match coming up, there is that worry that everything that we've built with LA Knight around it could possibly be negative when or if, I should say, he loses to Roman Reigns. I don't believe Roman's going to lose that belt to someone like LA Knight. The Maybe the story doesn't add up right. You know, he's throwing in those John Cena meme quotes. He's trying to be Stone Cold and The Rock against Paul Heyman. He's na-na every time he comes yeah. out against Logan Paul. He's that guy. He is that superstar that... I feel would represent the United States championship division to that potential. We've been lacking more than having him as an undisputed champion. I don't think he's reached that far up on the ladder yet to that great success. He's made a big impact. I mean, we know that he's not only been a superstar in the WWE realm, but in AEW, his, his words are chanted. And New Japan, his words are chanted. In different countries and in different indie promotions, his words are chanted. And it's, yeah, every time someone sees you down the block and whatnot. And that itself is a big impact as a superstar for someone who's went from a prima donna gimmick character with the maximal male models to now Mr. Mr. Friday Night, you could call him the, the all-around superstar, maybe the Maverick. I'm going to steal it from Logan Paul for a second. Wow. But the Maverick himself, L.A. Knight. And with all of that, you know, we're lacking more in a different division that L.A. Knight would, I feel, be best suited for than something like an undisputed title reign that maybe could be a transitional period for him, which then lose all that gusto, that all that charisma that he has. And yeah, I, you know, I, I worry for what could happen after the fact. So I'll ask you this as we kind of continue to talk about this topic for a little bit with LA Knight, with the fact that him and Cena have tag team together, they've had mashups with the bloodline. He's had some moments with the Miz. He's now attacking Paul Heyman on a, on a mic skill basis. He's stared down the tribal chief himself and all these things have happened do we think that la knight even after his loss can still regain some of that excellence back and then go for another title reign down the future with that same machismo well um I don't think that momentum will match this this type of momentum. Like 
obviously LA Knight will still have supporters, will still have fans um, because he's that damn good. Unfortunately, the fact that they're pulling the trigger on him when it's very obvious that Roman isn't losing that goddamn belt, it's 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 scary because there's literally no chance in hell that LA Knight is winning this fucking title. And it's like, cool, you're giving that guy that position because he definitely deserves it. He definitely deserves it. Unfortunately, his opponent... Like, Roman ain't losing that goddamn belt to Mania. Let's be fucking real here. Right. Like, so it's like, I don't know how this how this match with Roman's going to go because LA Knight could lose a shit ton of momentum if he loses to Roman. Right. Will he still be over, like, one of the most over people on SmackDown? Hell yeah. But will he, you know, have this much momentum? No. Because, like I said, my biggest case study is Sami Zayn. He ain't as over no more. Mm-hmm. This is their guy now. Right. It's LA Knight. But right. he loses to Roman. It could go all up in smoke. Yeah. And, you know, you make a very good point and a good comparison with the fact that Sami Zayn was that guy that could have beat. Roman Reigns during the Elimination Chamber in his home country who could have been that guy to defeat the Tribal Chief at that time period. That big rumble moment that he had by hitting the Tribal Chief on his back with the steel chair and, of course, breaking up the bloodline and really causing more cracks in the foundation of what that family stood upon. Now, Sammy had a tag team reign with the bloodline, was a great tag team champion, for a momentary period, unfortunately, their creative decisions and booking decisions for making him a wonderful and awesome with that same charisma tag team champion with Kevin Owens didn't seem to really last that long. It seemed like it was the same competitors every single week. It seemed like the same story was getting readjusted to certain different lines, and it was the same thing. And now we have it with LA Knight where we had him get screwed over and screwed over and screwed over and screwed over. Then he finally almost had a chance at money in the bank, screwed over again by Damian Priest. And now we're at this part in this path where if he does go for Roman and loses that chance of him having that same backing could be a lot more deflated than it once was with him not being backed by everybody else. Now, as a fan of LA Knight myself, I don't know if this loss is going to make me want to reinvest my time back into LA Knight after this matchup because if he loses and we put him back on those same rinky-dink creative booking decisions where he's coming out and just making fun of Top Dollar or Paul Heyman or whatnot. You know, that's all fun and well, but at the same time, where is LA Knight shot? Where is LA Knight going? What is LA Knight going to do? Is he just that 90s throwback guy that's on every Friday to make you feel like you're back in the Stone Cold and Rock era? Is he that guy that just comes out with these catchy phrases and awesome T-shirts and hoodies and foam fingers that are for sale. Like, is that all he is? Is he just a walking merchandise and that's all he's going to be? Or is it going to be where after this is done and his potential next level is reached by going after something that's a lot more his speed, us fans will be backed backing him as he goes for something else. Like I said, the United States Championship. So do you think that maybe they should have just had him go after Ray's title in the sense of a crown jewel moment and having LA Knight then start that beautiful pinnacle walk to the top, then going for Roman's belt now and possibly going down the ladder again one more time to rebuild himself back up? Well, I could understand why they were waiting for the United States championship because LA Knight 
isn't going to be a baby face, right? right. Your, your biggest baby face isn't going to be the baby face. So I can understand why, you know, and especially since LA Knight and Logan Paul have had exchanges in the past, it makes sense for them to go one-on-one. Right. Uh, LA Knight should face someone like a Solo or someone like a Jimmy Uso before, like for Crown Jewel. And then let's say <coughs> Survivor Series or a Royal Rumble go for the U.S. title. Right. And then something like that. I don't think LA Knight should face Roman Reigns right now. I think LA Knight should go for that title once the belt is off him. Right. It's off Roman because we know Roman Reigns is not going to fucking lose to someone like LA Knight. No, it's going to be either Jay or it's going to be Cody. That's one of the two people that are most likely to be Roman. Or if Dwayne somehow, somehow, you know, then it's definitely Dwayne, but you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, no, LA Knight should have went for the U.S. title first instead of face Roman, lose, hey, but guess what, guess what, bud? Heels a champion now, so go for him. You know what I mean? It, it, that's what I think. John, John here on TikTok says, depends on how they write on the script and Triple H might know. <laughs> I also got a Paul Heyman comment. I guess that's what I look like this evening is Paul Heyman. I also give off Tim Dillon vibes right now. So shout out Tim Dillon. Shout out Paul Heyman as we speak about him <laughs> over here on the live. Absolutely great. My my, I, You know what's really funny? And I, have, I, I just want to go sidebar for a quick second. The TikTok commenters, and I'm talking to you guys directly, are really funny. Because I wish they would come over to YouTube and do these comments live on YouTube. So that yeah. way we can really have a good time. But nonetheless, having them on here to roast me while I'm trying to do the podcast each week, honestly, is a very uh, a great uh, fresh air. Breath of fresh air. It really is. I really enjoy it. So shout out you guys over on TikTok roasting the shit out of me about my Tim Dillon vibes, Paul Heyman vibes and whatnot uh, and everything. But going back to what you just said with – you know, Cody Rhodes or maybe Jay being the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. We've seen it with Jay three times now. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of been done. Same story, same everything. I, I feel like maybe that's not what's in the workings for something like um, Jay in the future. Cody has been the scapegoat, I guess you could call him, with how he's been trying to get back to the path of the journey where it all started for him, the story that he's never finished, the story that he can't seem to get past chapter one on right now, which of course is beating Roman Reigns. But my question to you is, and it almost kind of relates to LA Knight, even after Cody Rhodes lost to LA Knight, how did you feel when going back to that Monday Night Raw with Cody and seeing his new road going forward for a non-potential match against Roman Reigns and then eventually going to Raw permanently to be tag team champions with Jey Uso. Is now is that a story that you're also invested in when you watch each and every week? Or is this now where we've seen with Cody that if LA Knight almost repeats the same thing, I'm, I'm kind of done. I'm done with LA Knight. Well, I mean, yeah, that that Cody Road like after WrestleMania where he just had a meaningless feud with uh, Brock Lesnar and then he becomes a tag team champion with Jey Uso. As good as that, as fun as that was, I I loved mm-hmm. seeing Cody and Jay together. But yeah, it's like why why are we going through this full circle of losing to Roman, then doing all this shit, and then beating him a year later? Whereas right. with LA Knight, what are you going to do with him afterward? Like, what? Is he going to fucking, you know, fight Grayson Waller after? Is he going to face uh, Austin Theory? Like, what is he going to do? And it's mm-hmm. like, why go through this whole circle if you're just not going to have him beat him immediately? And right. I know a lot of people would be like, well, because he didn't earn shit, right? Oh, he didn't earn it. But 
going through all these trials and tribulations means that he earned it. But you would still earn it if you beat the fucking guy who's been champion for God knows how long. That's right. earning it. Not beating Brock, then Judgment Day, then being tag team champion with Jey Uso, then winning another Royal Rumble, then beating Roman again. Like It doesn't make sense. Right. It, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it, you know, and I, I've said this countless times on watch alongs with, with you here as well, or even just hanging out in the chat. Like, it seems that now Cody's road, another pun on Cody, but another road to success yeah. is kind of failed, has kind of came and went, and now he's reached for tag team heights, and that's where it seems to play off. I thought maybe with them being on SmackDown, the week of Nick Aldis's, uh, you know, debut as general manager would have been that moment where Nick goes, you know what, Cody's staying, Roman, you're going to have to deal with him eventually, was going yeah. to be that draft we were waiting for to get back on that path of going for the goal for Cody Rhodes. Even if he was still going to lose at SmackDown, it would have made a lot more sense than having him go for all of these different pathways to now – having him stuck in this point of no return. It, it feels like the American nightmare is in a nightmare of its own with creative and how he's actually not really being creative or being created in any path for him to go for Roman's title. It really feels like Roman will have more of a match against the rock come WrestleMania 40, either night one or night two, then having another match against LA, uh, LA Knight or even Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Like, it seems that where we're at now, it's just not where we want it to be creative-wise. We've kind of ripped up multiple scripts and different opportunities of point-breaking to that next chapter that we've been waiting for and kind of realigning the stars together for Cody to get him to that next step on the ladder. And it seems like we've been doing that back and forth seesaw measure with LA Knight. And I feel like now, even though LA Knight might be on the top, it's going to be on that way we're down after crown jewel and i hope i'm wrong i really do because i don't want la knight to lose to roman and then have no oofspa to to fight back and get into another title contention i don't want him not to be a success like he's been i mean for christ's sakes like he's been a superstar on multiple different other promotions and the guy's not even signed to them and the fact that, that alone is more impressive than anything else. It's just like, to me, it seems like poor execution, poor placement, and poor decision-making for this. They wanted Roman to do something, so for him to do something was bringing the hot face that's happening right now on SmackDown to the Tribal Chief to be executed. Basically. Literally, yeah, like at Saudi Arabia's crown jewel, and I'm not, I'm not a fan. Like I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of this match. I think it's a terrible idea, but we'll see. We shall see. But speaking of the bloodline, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just agreeing. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, so yeah. Speaking, speaking of the bloodline and and everything, kind of. <laughs> crumbling around it. Excuse me. Um, Jay attacked Jimmy this past Friday. But before that, Jimmy attacked Jay on Monday night, costing Jay and Cody the tag team titles. So Jay took matters into his own hands and attacked Jimmy on Friday night, getting a fine of $10,000 and escorted out with Adam Pierce. Out of Nick Aldis's SmackDown building this past Friday. And now it's starting to see like the chips are starting to fall into place for the Jay and Jimmy feud. But my question to you, Willie, is do you think with everything we said prior and how we've seen WWE book their talented stories, do you think this is going to be a rushed 
story where maybe Crown Jewel, we shall see this, or Survivor Series, and it's a one and done? Or do you really think that we're going to get a long, rigorous stretch all the way to WrestleMania 40 next April? Well, the way the Triple H books things, he really loves long-term booking and it's good it's good to like long-term booking don't get me wrong but i hate waiting and it's just me personally but i definitely see this going all the way to wrestlemania how they're gonna do it i have no idea and before people say well they're on different shows so they can do something else beforehand clearly these attacks are uh, just that means bullshit so I don't know what they're going to do. Like, I know Wolf said um, on yesterday's watch along that they can do the Raw versus SmackDown war games. And, like, Jay captains Raw. Jimmy captains SmackDown. And then they can have a little bit of a collision there. Um Which is something I do kind of agree with because the Jay and Jimmy feud kind of tied into the rivalry between Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis, where it's like, let the games begin. So I do actually see Jay and Jimmy being on both the uh, raw and SmackDown survivor series teams, but what, so I don't know what the road could be. Cause maybe both Usos are in the Royal rumble. They eliminate each other, but then what's that going to do for the road to WrestleMania? So it's like, I do see it being long, but I don't know how to predict what's going to happen because it's very confusing. But they are definitely, and they shouldn't rush this storyline. They shouldn't rush it. Santos is saying WrestleMania. Yeah. And Santos, as much as I want to believe that, I don't think so. I, I think that this is going to end by the end of this year. I think that this is going to be one of those stories that they don't take seriously, one of those stories that they don't take to heart and really draw out a beginning, middle, and end, a little intermission, like the whole body and work of a beautiful paragraph and an essay and now it seems like they're just racing to the finish by having Jimmy attack Jay Monday, Jay attack Jimmy too on Friday. If Monday comes around, is Jimmy coming back? And if so, why? What's the point? Because then we're going to have that Friday, them going at each other again, which means that Crown Jewel will probably get brother v. brother, which is pointless because you've rushed a story that could be really good and a perfect way to go back to somebody like Roman Reigns, if he is one of those people to dethrone Roman and officially put the final nail in the coffin of the bloodline. But if you're going to rush this story, then you got nothing. Like you have potential with LA Knight kind of falling off with him now, putting him in these moments that don't really make a difference. Don't really matter. You're now, racing to the finish for this brother v brother thing kind of almost to scramble away and get everything done by the end of the year because maybe rumble you have that next inning as paul Heyman would say for the bloodline to start and this is really maybe the fifth or sixth that we're in and we're slowly finally working our way out of it going into that seventh inning stretch like okay but again you got to sell me on this idea going to Survivor Series, like like Wolf said last night, and shout out Wolf, that, yeah, even if they had Jimmy and Jay one-on-one, one-on-Raw, one-on-SmackDown, go at each other, it's still not going to make us want that then match one-on-one at WrestleMania because you still have Rumble and Elimination Chamber That's why I thought maybe if they started doing it at Rumble where it's the final four and it's Jimmy and Jay versus, let's say, like Cody and Solo or Gunther and L.A. Knight or something of that matter. 
and Jay eliminates Jimmy, now he can't have that opportunity. Now Jimmy comes for him Monday after Rumble, starts attacking him. Then they both have the number one contender's opportunity at Elimination Chamber, giving them another preview of that one-off match that we've been waiting for and a momentary match inside Elimination Chamber. And then finally, we get that build leading into WrestleMania 40, where it is brother v. brother, and it's, you know, career versus, you know, the whatever. You know, it's yeah. if I win, you're out of the bloodline, you're out of his family, it's, it's you're done. There is no more you. You start your own path outside of our bloodline. You know, something of that nature would be a little bit more riveting than just having these two guys fight and then a match that doesn't really circulate to anything than a moment that could be squashed very instantly. And yeah, what, what, are, your, what are your final thoughts? Well, yeah, like, I, I really hope that they don't rush this, no matter what they do. And we know with this whole Bloodline story, it's like one thing changes after another. And this storyline, you know, looks like it has no end in sight. But um, they should do it at WrestleMania. And I think after this, both should retire. Both should leave. Um and, you know, just get this fucking bloodline shit over with. I've honestly had enough. Get the Judgment Day over with and get the bloodline over with. I'm sick of them both. Honestly. It's two, yeah, it's it's two storylines that have been so consistent. A huge yeah. safety net finish each and every week on these primetime shows. Uh, they, they're main eventing tomorrow as Wolf Awareness. Today, they're yeah. most likely closing Monday Night Raw. Yeah, J so, Damian Priest and Jay. They're fucking Yeah, cool. so uh. meaning we'll get Jimmy again, possibly. We also are getting maybe on Friday Night SmackDown something with LA Knight again. Yeah. Possibly again, main eventing will be Jay. Like, it, it just seems like this safety net of security for Triple H in his creative process to have these guys continuously appear on these shows and yet the shows are almost not worth watching in full and yeah. that's that's a huge problem because if you're putting on a three-hour show, and I understand that that third hour might be hard to write. If that's the case, then drop it down to two. If you have enough to write a two-hour show, us fans are going to be a lot happier. We might still have to work out some of the kinks and everything else in between, but generally speaking, like we would be happier with a two-hour show than having three hours and that third hour is the same rigorous main event buildup to main event finish. Same with SmackDown. Like you have a beautiful roster of men and women that can be doing a whole bunch of great things. And yet it's the same people everywhere. Yeah. And it's sad. It really, is really sad. But hey, man, on that Triple H. I wish I was. I wish I was creative because I would be creating a whole lot better stories. I tell you that right now because right now it sucks. Right now it sucks. It sucks to be. Yeah, I feel that. Raw and SmackDown with the things that are that are happening as of right now. But as we wrap up this topic, is there any other final thoughts that you want to say between the topics that we just covered between LA Knight and, of course, Jay and Jimmy's story? Um, don't fuck them both up. That's all I really got to say about that. Just don't fuck it up. Make it worth watching. Absolutely. And you know what? With that, we're going to take a quick ad break before we get into the other half of our show right here on YouTube. 
Nacho Nacho here to let you guys know WWE has finally tag teamed up to give you guys an exclusive link to the WWE shop where you can shop the hottest in gear, merch, title belts, and a whole lot more. Plus, they even added WWE NFL exclusive title belts and tailgate stuff for this football season. So go ahead, hit that affiliate link right there, and make sure you tell them the Last Week in Wrestling podcast sent you for the hottest and coolest new things that are happening over on the WWE shop. Plus, every time you get to the WWE shop, you know they're dropping awesome deals like 25% off, 30% off, even 50% off, including free shipping. So go ahead. What are you waiting for? Get your new gear right now using that affiliate link right there and make sure you tell them the Last Week in Wrestling podcast sent you. What is going on, Willie? Hopefully you enjoyed that terrible <laughs> ad break right there uh, that we just saw me having to do that video. But nonetheless, let us get into the second half of our show, which is, of course, AEW, buddy. And man, oh man, oh man, oh man, we have a lot to talk about here as well. Definitely a lot of thoughts, I feel, with this part of the show because yeah. this is now going to be talking a lot more of full gear we got, of course, Full Gear coming November 18th for all of you fans out there that are very excited. And, of course, us here on the Last Week in Wrestling Podcast will be doing a watch-along for Full Gear, plus a predictions pod, plus all the other content that we do each and every weekday. So definitely make sure you stay tuned. But before we get into that, I do want to just say a huge announcement that has come up today. It is official, everybody. We officially have a merch line for all you fans out there that have been waiting and waiting and waiting for the hoodies for some cool t-shirts for some tumblers or even some slippers and blankets from the last week in wrestling podcast that's right we have finally made a couple of awesome tees some awesome uh hoodies as well as a whole bunch of other great stuff if you go to that link in that description right now you can go check out the store and check out everything right there all the proceeds do help us to keep building and creating and making our channel bigger and better. And that's really it. You're helping us help you, give you guys more content. Let me allow me to almost do this stuff a lot more full-time than it seems on a part-time schedule. But yet I do this six days a week, five yeah. days a week. So it feels like a full-time schedule anyway. But now we have a little more funds to do some more creative things, a lot more things to do bigger and better things that me and myself and a lot of the other team members that have come on here and hung out with us, want to start doing and stuff. And, of course, you know, more content for yourselves. Got a Patreon page possibly going, so that way you guys get exclusive content from us here and a whole lot more. So definitely go ahead and check out the website right now over from Printify and go and check out some of that stuff besides checking out that WWE shop link as well. But nonetheless, all of that commercial stuff out of the way, Willie. No more promoting myself because it is time to get into AEW topics because, of course, full gear, roughly a month away, nah, a little more than a month away, a little less than a, a month away. A little less, now. yeah. Yeah, a little less than a month away now. We have, of course, the biggest match of all, MJF versus Switchblade Jay White. It is happening for AEW's Triple B Championship at full gear. My guy, my man, my tribal chief. MJF is defending that beautiful gold against Switchblade Jay White. And as we were talking about it last night, I don't know if he was still around with us for this part, but when we were talking about it last night with Wolf, myself, and Kay from No Bones, we were talking about how that last year, November 19th, was full gear, which made it the first time MJF was able to win that AEW championship from John Moxley. Full gear this year will make it one full year as AEW champion for MJF. And that is a huge, huge feat right there. So do you think in your heart of hearts, and don't feel bad if you're going to insult me now of my next door neighbor, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, do you believe MJF has all that it takes to retain that AEW Triple B come full gear against Jay White? Well, you know, I definitely do. I definitely Ooh, believe. I'm talking MJF. about money. No, and it's not personal bias. It's it's that I think it 
because in like a wrestling booking mind, <clears throat> as much as I love Jay White, I don't see him winning that belt. And especially with him running around with the belt, it's kind of like a unspoken wrestling curse. Mm. You hold that title before your title match. <laughs> Yay, winning that title match, buddy. So it's like... See? That's what I've been trying to tell Wolf, but Wolf believes that I think Jay White's winning this. Jay White ain't I, winning that. No, and no, I no. and I told him, like, I'm going to tell everybody else here on TikTok, on YouTube and whatnot, if MJF retains that Triple B, I want you all to acknowledge your true reigning, defending, actual champion of professional actual wrestling, champion. MJF, baby, because he's the only goddamn son of a bitch that can actually come out each and every week and run around and play games with the big boys each and every time he steps up to bat. I mean, he's had an amazing, yeah. amazing title defense throughout this whole year, two times in a fatal four-way against Darby, Sammy, and Jack Perry, Brian Danielson, Takeshna, now Jay White, Samoa Joe recently. Adam Cole twice as well. I mean, unbelievable feat of title defenses. I'm very, very happy. But, of course, I want my next-door neighbor, my guy from LI, to really make sure he comes home with the gold so we can have some awesome sandwiches and enjoy that Triple B one more time, of course. But, yeah, I mean, now that we have Jay White, and MJF, the card seems to be going in the stacked direction, I'd say for now. But again, it is AW, and they do like to put on some very not so welcoming title matches or just matches in general. So I'm going to ask you, we're going to play a little fantasy booking as of now for this question. Who okay. else do you see being on that card for full gear on November 18th? Okay, um, I'm going to – yeah, this is just going to be, like, top of my head. Um, okay. They're not – I don't think they're rushing Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage. So I'm going to say Adam Copeland will team with Darby Allen to take on Christian Cage and Nick Wayne in a tag team match. That's my wow, first. that's a big one. Um, then I'm going to say um, – <clears throat> Okay, uh, I'm going to say Tony Storm, Soraya, Hikaru Shida, and Ruby Soho in a Fatal 4-Way match for the AEW wow. Women's wow, World wow, Championship. Wow. Uh, Chris Statlander uh, versus Sky Blue for the TBS Championship. I believe that's okay. very likely. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, the acclaimed defend the trio's titles against hmm. the trio's division sucks. Uh, we did just get yeah. House of Black. Who they fucking day. face? Acclaimed versus. I'm not gonna say House of Black. House of Black. You no, know, it's a safe good. answer. It's a safe Fuck. answer. I thought I knew. Yeah, House of Black is a very safe answer. Um, I'm gonna say the acclaimed face, the kingdom. The Ooh. kingdom. Roderick Strong, Mike Bennett, and Matt Taven. Okay, uh, I like that one. Okay, Orange Cassidy and John Moxley in a rematch because John Moxley is now back. Correct. Um, and then F no, oh yeah, F no FTR aren't champions. Fuck. I'm going to do a triple threat tag team match for the AEW tag team titles. Ricky Whoa. Starks and Big Bill versus okay. two members of House of Black versus FTR. Wow. Oh, no, actually, four. make it make it Fatal 4-Way, BCC, Claudio, and Yuta. Fatal 4-Way elimination tag team match for the AEW tag team titles. And then, um, yeah, world title. Uh, MJF and Jay White, and then I'll book the finish of that match. Okay. The devil will be revealed to be Adam Cole, baby. 
ว้าวนะว้าว that's who you think is going to be the devil Adam Cole turning heel on MJF and then we get a world title match at Grand Slam or winner is coming Adam Cole dethrones your boy Why do you got to put that negativity out there in the world? Because it's perfect booking. Why do you got to put that negativity out there? It's perfect booking. Why can't my champ just be champ? You know what I mean? Because he's been champ for a year. He's already did it. He already was champ for a year, so might as well have him lose. Especially if he's going to WWE. You want him to go to WWE champ? Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. Well, then that's why you don't let him lose. So that way you don't go to the WWE champ. Yeah. That's, That's the reason. It's the only reason. I literally would tell that to Max. I'd be like, look, you want to go to WWE? That's fine. Then you're losing in full gear. If you want to make a big statement and you want to stay with us, I'll let you win in full gear, but you're staying. Five yeah. years. I'm signing him to a five-year deal immediately. Yeah. So I know for five years, there's no way in hell he's leaving. I don't know. We said that about Jade Cargill, too, and that bitch is pointing at her watching NXT. <laughs> she is. She is, and I'll tell you this now. I worry about that. What? I worry about Jade. I worry Why? about Jade and what they're gonna do with her, with her, with her booking. But what, they're gonna, they're gonna have the Judgment Day immediately feud with Jade Cargill. Get the battle <laughs> of the backs. The bat- Raquel, Rhea, and Jade. Raquel, oh, Rhea, no Jade. No, Raquel, Rhea, Jade, uh, Zoe Stark. All the backs. Shayna, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler. Well, Put Jay Cargill in that goddamn Fatal Five way. Have her fucking win at Crown Jewel. Why not? <laughs> Why not? All right. Now your fantasy book's got a little, a little, a little out of control. Jay Cargill's going to be the champion. Now you've gone, now you've gone mad with power. You've gone, you've gone mad with power. You drank from the juice. Roman Reigns is going to lose to Akira Tozawa at yeah. Clash of the Castle 2024. You know and what we need to see out of 2024? Akira Dezawa, Daniel Garcia, and Jeff Hardy in a dance-off. Oh, yeah. That's what we need to see. We need to Dan- see those three guys in a dance-off 100%. And they need to dance. And they can only dance to Swerve Strickland's theme song. Absolutely. Only do it. Absolutely. That. Absolutely. 100%. I, I totally agree with that. But as we continue, a little more topic of, of course, MJF and Jay White. I too don't believe that this is the time where Jay White will retain, will beat MJF and become AEW champion. I don't think it's the time yet because I think Jay White hasn't really gone on a singles run yet. Yeah. But I believe, and here's where the real conversation starter is going to go. The person in the mask is Austin Gunn. What? It's the Guns and Juice Robinson. That don't. That's what? who's. That's who's all dressed up, attacking Jay White. And if I you still remember, think Adam Cole in the Kingdom. Adam Cole in the Kingdom, definitely. If you and remember, too. if you remember, no, way back in the day when we all were hanging out, and I was telling you that I guarantee you, Bullet Club and the Guns are going to join together. You and Wolf both said, you said, no way in hell, no way in hell. I said, okay, watch when it happens. It happened. Now, here's the reason why I'm saying it's the guns and Juice Robinson. Jay White is going after MJF's title. He wants to clearly go on a singles run. At this stage of the game for him, the guns and the whole Bullet Club itself aren't doing everything that he hoped it would do and get him some type of gold and some type of glory and making them a dominant faction in AEW. With that being said, the guns still hold that animosity towards Jay and Juice for getting an opportunity for the tag team titles without actually earning an actual spot for that title contentionship like the guns just recently had to do, and prior to that as well. So because of that, the guns decided to say, you know what, I'm out of here and I'm done. We are better off in a tag team of our own because while they held that tag team goal, they had some very good tag team defense titles. And as heels, they were very good as a tag team. 
Now, on Juice's aspect, he also feeling the same way the guns are feeling because of the matter of Jay believes that he is better than all of them. He doesn't need any of them to make him switchblade Jay White. He's the man that sold out Madison. He's the man that sold out all these arenas and been New Japan's number one star. He's beaten the best of the best. He doesn't need an extra entourage in order to get his point of cross of being the best. And that is starting to hurt Juice on a personal level who hasn't had any real matches and or moments in AEW until now. And what is all of their common goal right now between Juice and Jay is MJF. Because if Juice wins the TNT ring, he is yeah. going to use it on Jay White <clears throat> at okay. possibly full gear. Showing up in that outfit of all dressed out in black with the devil coming down the ramp. And when the devil's in the ramp, in the actual ring itself, we will take off his mask. And it's not going to be Adam Cole. It's not going to be anyone from the kingdom. It's going to be Austin Gunn. And it's going to be a shocker to see. Because oh, like man. I said, I, listen, if it happens, it happens, bro. And I'm going to lose my mind. It's Adam Cole. It's Adam Cole. No way. Because in that backstage segment at All In, my man had the devil's mask in Adam Cole's locker. Man, that's Adam Cole. Or they want you to believe it. Nah, I'm, I'm still saying it's Adam Cole. I'm I mean, sure. listen, Adam Cole turning heel I'm gonna would die be on that hill. wild. Yeah. They wild. fake his injury. Fake his injury the whole time. He'll still face Chris Danger. Boom. There you go. Adam Cole be wild if it is Adam Cole. But I think it's the guns. I think I it's the gun and juice. I really no. do. No. I then they're going to keep Bullet Club. Juice. Then they're going to keep Bullet Club together. It would make a lot more sense for MJF and Adam Cole to split, and then Adam Cole beats MJF. It yeah, but what are they going to do then with the Ring of Honor tag team? Vacate them. Or have MJF face uh, another tag team in a handicap match. Have them lose to them. Have them lose to the kingdom. Heaven forbid. You know, kingdom can win them. It's not, I mean, as, again, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I like that. I like that a lot. We'll yeah. see, though. Full Gear is about a month away. We will oh, see right. who's going to be the man in that devil mask. And I love that fantasy booking. So that was awesome. But, of course, we have one more topic before we get to our fun question of the evening. And it is... Women's matches. Now, every week, you know, Willie, we are Yay. fans of the women's division. We love our women here on the Last Week in Wrestling podcast. We love women's matches. We need more women's matches. So, nonetheless, you said one or two women's matches that you believe. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Two women's matches that you believe are going to be in full gear, being a fatal four-way between Soraya, Soho, Storm, Sheeta, and, of course, Statlander versus Sky Blue, or I call her now Dark Blue because of the miss from <laughs> Julia Hart. Uh, do you think there's a potential third women's match on the main card? And do you think there's an actual women's match happening on the pre-show for Full Gear? And who? Uh, zero Hour, yes, definitely. There will be another women's match. Uh, do I think there's going to be more than two on the main card? Fuck no. I don't think that will happen because uh, the star power in that women's division, as unfortunate as it sounds, is very lacking. And whatever that women's match on the on the pre-show will be, it'll obviously be for Athena's fucking uh, Ring of Honor Women's Championship. I don't know who's on Ring of Honor, but definitely Athena's facing somebody. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not even going to fucking pretend that I know any of the chicks on Ring of Honor. Um, if it's an AEW women's match, <clears throat> I'm going to say it might be uh, who are some very lower mid-carter women's people in AEW. Kira Hogan. Kira Hogan. Yeah, maybe. It might be like a big uh, tag team match like it was in the Martinez. past. Like, Mercedes Martinez. I wouldn't mind seeing Mercedes Martinez versus Athena. That'd be a very good match. I think we've seen it. 
Billy, Starks, Billy Starks could be back on the, the zero hour card. I know yeah, she's been Billy right Starks now in Ring of Honor. Yeah, she's been she's I been doing a big thing. I bet Julia Hart will probably have a match. Like Julia Hart versus Will. Well, Ring. I mean, she's getting married right now. It's not to Wolf, but she is oh, getting married oh. right now. So um, you know, we'll 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 see if she does Screw make her. the wedding. You got a month, you got a month honeymoon. You got a month honeymoon in the you're, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But go. again, I mean, we, we just saw Buddy Matthews come back. Yeah, so. exactly. I'm, and Rhea, my, Rhea also came back too. Well, I mean, Rhea has to come back. She she's technically contractually obligated to. Yeah, well, <laughs> and a, also that she's going to be main eventing the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, which is so. like okay, it's got to be against someone good then if you're going to main event a whole fucking show. I'm sorry. I hope she's put in elimination chamber. Yeah, I hope it's an elimination chamber match too, and they put like some legitimate competition in there, like Becky, yeah. Jade, uh, Raquel, Nia, Zoe, and there's one more. Um, fuck, women, Shayna. There you go, six. Fuck. six. There's no star power in these women's division anymore. I hate it. <laughs> Well, that's, that's, of course, a topic for a different day as well. But nonetheless, yeah. let us slowly start wrapping up the show here. A little bit of a shorter episode today, which is nice. Nice little quicker episode for everybody here. So that way we can kind of go back to Monday Night Football and a whole bunch of other fun things that happen on a Sunday night. But I want to quickly just talk about the news that did break last night briefly. TNA Impact has now officially come back to TNA Wrestling. Like it once was Our with Kurt Angle. It was once was with Sting and Main Event Mafia and Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe and AJ Styles and a whole bunch of other awesome people. Now it is coming back starting next year, January 13th. It will be officially called TNA Wrestling. What are your thoughts? I know you just said fuck TNA, but what are your <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> what are your thoughts on the TNA comeback tour starting next year? That was a joke, obviously. I don't okay, I don't okay, actually okay. mean fuck TNA. That like, actually TNA, I should say fuck impact, because TNA was good and then they changed its impact and then it turned to shit. I I, I don't understand it, but hopefully TNA, this could be a start of a comeback for them because TNA hasn't been anywhere close to relevant in fucking like five, maybe even more years. So it's like give them something to do. Hire some better people. Like you got good people already. You got Bully Ray. You got Matt Cardona. I think Sonny Kiss fucking debuted yep. like last night. I guess yeah, Sonny Kiss. You got a great women's of it. Trinity. I'm sorry. Against Mickey TNA. Payne. TNA has the best women's division out of WWE or AW. Fight me. TNA. I has won't. The, but maybe somebody will. Yeah. TNA is the best women's division. So hopefully this could be a start of a good comeback. Maybe like the NWA, they signed some TV deals, like accessible TV deals. Right. And they can probably be competition maybe to AEW. Like TNA is way closer to competition to AEW than AEW is to fucking WWE. Okay. Yeah. But that's off topic. Hopefully no, TNA can come back. And do some good wrestling, good storylines. They're great in their production. Like, I don't talk about TNA enough, but they are so good. And hopefully they have enough of the power over there to really make sure that this isn't just, hey, fuck Impact. We're sick of Impact. We're going to be called TNA now. Hopefully this is like we're going to take our promotion seriously again and blow the fucking roof out of the water. Like we did with Kurt Angle, Sting, AJ Styles, Jeff Jarrett, all that shit. We're going to do it with these new guys. And maybe someday these fuckers can get jobs somewhere else. You know right. what I mean? So, yeah, we shall see. We shall see. But now it comes to the fun <clears throat> portion of the show, the show, the part of the show that I think everybody really does enjoy of all these podcasts besides us babbling on for an hour, two hours about wrestling and all the news and drama and stuff that takes place. But nonetheless, Willie, the question is for you, buddy. And it is, if you are a wrestler, what hip hop music 
are you going to be coming out to? And the reason why I ask you this is I know you personally a little bit, and you are a uh, big fan of hip-hop music for a very yes. long time now. You used to write and used to uh, perform music and stuff prior to doing wrestling content and stuff. So this yeah. question really suits you perfectly as a guest, <laughs> I feel. But nonetheless, what is your heel track and your babyface track in the hip-hop game for being a superstar on whatever promotion you want to be on, but what is it going to be? Uh, heel track. Oh my god, there's so many options for like heel tracks. Like, uh, two two that are like on top of my mind are "Hit 'Em Up" by Tupac. Definitely okay. "Hit 'Em Up." Uh, and then the second one would probably have to be. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. I thought I had the second a good question. Hey, man, that's the part yeah, of the game, man. That's the part of the game. I got to stump you. If I yeah. can stump you for a moment, I got you. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's so many good options. Uh, like, I'm thinking more of, like, 2000s to, like, 90s um, okay. hip-hop. Like, heel would be hit him up. Babyface. Like if, especially if it was like a big event, like a WrestleMania or something, or a G One Climax, Gangsta's Paradise hands down would be so goddamn sick. That's to, a good one to that come out. Like you know how MJF has that throne, right? Do something similar to the beginning. Yeah, yeah. No, I would come definitely out with like do smoke, that. and you're rising, smoke. like you're you're coming from the ground up, and yeah. like a white halo. And everything like oh yeah, that would be, be so sick. That'd be really cool. That'd be really really cool. I would say mine would be um, who shot you from Biggs because yes. that's a that's a good one. Or another heel one, I would say um, is uh, Wangsta by uh, Fifty Cent. Okay. Okay. Kind of kind of a little nice little fun <laughs> jab at everybody. And then my right. my baby face one is if I can't by fifty as well or till I collapse, especially if it's a big big yeah event big event till I collapse would definitely yeah be. at least you didn't people. say many men like everybody seems to like like many men many men's a good one like don't get me wrong like it's overused it's, it's overused but like Jay and Jimmy would suit that song perfectly yes because <clears throat> these two men. I've had many men go at each other, and now these two men are going at each other as yeah. well. And I think that's a perfect way to end that that streak right there of going out with that blaze of glory. But that is it for us here. Willie, you've been an absolute, absolute pleasure. Only an hour of your time I took today. Not yeah. bad, not bad. Not, you know, we, we're trying to get better and better with the timing and stuff. But <laughs> nonetheless, we had a very fun episode. We talked about a lot of things. Had a little bit of a lighter topic week which was nice kind of nice little lighter week because i know this week and the weeks coming we're probably going to start being a little bit more heavy again and interesting and jam-packed so we'll have a lot more to talk about as the weeks go on but of course this has been the last week in wrestling podcast where each and every week we give you watch-alongs for both wwe pay-per-views and shows now as well as AEW shows and pay-per-views each and every week plus podcasts twice a week every sunday and thursday be sure to hit that subscribe button. Make sure you like, comment, and share so that way all your friends out there know who runs the podcast wrestling game. And it's your boy right here, D Macho Nacho. Absolutely, hands down. I gotta, I gotta give myself a little bit of a pat on the back. So that's yeah, my, little, my little, my little shade to throw to everybody. But nonetheless, <laughs> thank you, everybody. If you are not a part of the Discord community, I recommend it highly right now. Go to Discord to that description link in the YouTube channel today that a link, uh, the link expires in seven days. Don't know why, but it is what it is. Discord now does that. Go ahead, put yourself in that discourse. So that way you and all of your friends can hang out with us each and every day talking about wrestling, whole bunch of questions that could be answered live on these podcasts or even in the watch alongs itself, social media links. And if you're a content creator, you can promote your stuff as well in that discord link. Uh, two. So there's plenty of channels for all of us there to hang out and enjoy ourselves, even gaming as well as wrestling memes, because there's a slew of them every <laughs> single day and everybody loves memes. So 
why not add a channel for that as well? And of course, like I said prior, we have officially released the Last Week in Wrestling merchandise. So go ahead, check it out. Go and go get yourself a hoodie. It is getting to that winter season now, everybody. Men and women's, all sizes, up to 2XL, as well as a bunch of different colors, a bunch of cool things happening, as well as some T-shirts, blankets, slippers, a tumbler, and, of course, um, phone cases are coming soon. I've been working on, as well as some other little cool knickknacks, a rug. I don't know who would want it, but I was told, like, why not? So we might get you a rug in there, bath mat even. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see what's going on with that. But go ahead. Check out the website. Make sure you go ahead and let us know how you like what you see over there as well. And be sure to stay tuned for the next time we are live. Thank you, everybody, on TikTok. And thank you, everybody, here on YouTube. Have a great night. Peace. All right.